0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to All Things Division 3 Soccer with Simple Player Number 3. So this is going to be a humdinger. Hey, thanks for tuning in to All Things Division 3 Soccer with Simple Coach and Jackie. Um, I need an introduction. I am Simple Coach. She does not need an introduction. Jackie, she's trying to nestle in. It's kind of late here, and she's trying to, I think, get some Zs. Right, girl? All right, so, hey, I I realize I'm sort of out of the scope of, and I'm very cognizant of that, We're in a technology world, um, about being out of scope. And, and I, I realize that I'm a little bit out of scope here. This is now my, it's going to be my second Special edition of Injured Time. I wasn't going to do anything more on the Women's World Cup. But I feel compelled. And so, considering that I sort of came up with this idea in the, during the summer months and in between interviews and stuff to comment on the broader um, soccer world, whatever that might be, whatever floats my boat. Well, I wouldn't say this is floating my boat, but it's got me... Almost livid, I mean, I'm like throwing up in my mouth type type reaction to sort of what's going on with the World Cup and in particular the women's national team, so for this special episode special edition of injured time, I give you my top four plus one problems of the women's national team, okay, so. Like I said, this is the top four problems of the women's national team, plus another one that I do have to comment on, just because it really bothers me. It sort of like offends a moral code, I guess, that I might have in the game, I guess. I don't know why it's got me in such a a tizzy, but it does. But let's roll into, let's start with my first one, which is a theme that I've sort of been talking about, um, um, that um, across Division Three, I mean, this, this, hits, this hits home for me, really does hit home. Um, so I take a, take a gander as to what that might be. If you've uh, figured that out, um, this is possession stats. In the first three games of the, of the Women's World Cup for the U.S. So they first placed uh, um, Vietnam. They then played the Netherlands. And then they wrapped up with, if that's what you want to call it, with Portugal. And these are possession stats of the top-ranked team in the world. the The team that was predicted had great odds of winning the world cup and probably still does like not gonna take that away this is soccer so but i i mean i'm quite i'm flummoxed i am uh surprised i am very sour on this this particular team and i'm not sure they have what it takes to 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 make it a go for the world cup but just to go back to this. This is the possession stats for the U.S. women's team against Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. Against Vietnam, they, they dominated almost 66% possession. Um, and obviously they won two uh, 3 nothing. excuse me, right? Which, it's not a hard, fast rule, but you stand a better chance of winning when, you're, when you have more possession of the ball. Uh, right like it's just back of the envelope of course talk to Spain Japan Japan brilliant the way they played against Spain and managed to come out with a 4-0 win so obviously I'm not saying this is an absolute but right then they go up against the Netherlands and and play what I thought was probably only about 15 minutes of decent soccer and they had 42 percent possession. And then where they were just atrocious, let's be honest, right? Let's be honest about the soccer. And I'm not, this isn't just a visual thing for me. Like I do, I try to dive in and try to understand like, why is something so bad? So, you know, why do I think they were only good for 15 minutes in the Netherlands game? And then why do I think they were miserable against Portugal, where they only had 43, almost 44% possession? Against Portugal, that good team, right? Another one of the rising European powers in women's soccer that people seem to forget about how good other teams are doing and how little growth the U.S. team has been having, right? Like, the, they outpossessed the United States, right? And um, we'll, we'll, I'll touch more on that. But I first wanted to talk about that one. Because to me, again, I'm looking. I, it's a general tendency of mine. I look. I watch a game. And, I mean, I need a therapist. So if you know a good soccer therapist, please, by all means, reference them to me. But if it's gnaws at me, like, why were they bad? Why were they? Like, I will dive in and try to figure out things as to why why do i think they were bad and is it legitimate because i'm again my whole channel everything about the channel starts with the premise that i don't know everything and that maybe there's things that i could still learn and maybe my views about soccer might not be all correct for example my corner kick theory right like is that right i don't know it's a thought i got some data but so i did do this dive so this, to me, is a very glaring problem for the, right, until the new new, uh, new team raises the World Cup, the number one team in the world, right? You're, you're, you're going from, okay, dominant possession, sort of, to, yeah, being out-possessed. That, to me, is a troubling, troubling tra- trend. So that was number one. All right, so now we're going to go to my second of four plus one uh, problems with the women's national team. Um, This one's not going to take as long as I I don't think because it's a point that I made if you watch the previous Injured Time um, special edition where I talked about, you know, I tried to do some video and break down the U.S. The game against the Netherlands, it's it basically is a copy of that problem that I saw in that game I've seen in Portugal against Portugal, and I did see against Vietnam. And um, good morning, Vietnam. Um, anyhow, so let's let's do number two here. Okay, so I'm not gonna play video because my last experience (laughs) only mackerel. The amount of times, hundred, I couldn't believe how many times I got rejected for trying to steal video for my my you know my YouTube empire. Which right, um, so right to me the when you right everyone you can focus in on shots and stuff like that, and and I will talk a little bit about that. To me, the way you see a team play on the field from a distance, you can kind of see what they're doing and and, and and understand maybe the tactical... I'm going to say it's a tactic. Do I understand it? No. Uh, unless it's hubris, right, where you just think, like, this is going to work and we're going to do it every time and because we can, because we're you know paul fc or where whatever then you know women's national team you see that all the time like yep we're going to play this style and we're going to roll over people and then it just doesn't happen right because that's the way the soccer gods are so this one is i I just pulled the picture i'm not doing video because this will be this will be long this will be a pain from an editing standpoint took this snapshot out of the netherlands game um, that I did on that last injured time and I talked about the runs and how the movement of um, the players are that I kept seeing and I just noted I said I could probably pulled it up somewhere and maybe I will you know I just noted just runs were really vertical there was no opening of space um, you know going east to west it was all you were running north and south and 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 where i just said like there's a lot of north to south running right like very predictable runs and that there's no especially in the defensive posture that the netherlands was in in this case like you have um i forget who it was i think this ends up being a shot right but you have someone surrounded by three but the ball surrounded by three You have just by the body motion, the way they're facing, drew some arrows. They're all, you got three players that are converging on that place where the ball is. And then you have your two wingers making runs almost identical, or two forwards making runs that are almost identical, right, in their direction, right? They're not trying to confuse, you know, create holes, nothing. They're doing the same exact thing and this to me is probably the biggest one of the biggest concerns right it's because you need a little bit of a dynamic forward line right that's going to keep the the defense honest and i just never get this i haven't gotten the sense of that even against vietnam that that they did that i thought it was just against vietnam it was just like the force of a tsunami against Against you know a hapless you know sunbather right like, it just it just seems that way and and I have tons of examples of these. This is just one picture that I just figured I would I would touch upon. So that was number two. So the the, the first one was the possession numbers, which are atrocious and getting worse. Second are these the just again the sort of tactically where they're running. Hey, let's just bottle up the middle and force it down our throat. And that's I think that's. Um, um, Alex Morgan taking the shot from distance which you know if I'm if I'm a goalkeeper I'd take that shot all day long from 35 yards out 40 yards out right like go, go ahead hit it uh, that's more like 25 and eh, like 30 yards out right go ahead and hit it be that good if you score you know you know good on you if not but more than likely you won't and I, and I will say you know, the worst part of watching this is that this is the team I thought I was watching. You know, like, this is who I thought I was watching. Like, I thought that was the game I was watching against the Netherlands and then against Portugal. Right? Like, hey, let's just, you know, we're all, you know, let's go see the nice butterfly. And everybody can, you know, get around the ball. But whatever. All right. That was number two. Okay. The next are some stats that I think I have nothing to do with them. I just... Somebody, so I go on anti-social media and and and, and look for things, and, and I found, um, and I'll I'll show them somewhere here on the screen. Paul Carr Care um, throws out data, tons of data on just what he's, the games are, what are reflecting. And, um, and then another one, Yash, I I can't pronounce the handle, but I'll I'll put them in and, and, and they do, I mean, this, the next two, um, you know, number three and number four are basically their work, right? I I think their work are just sort of how they pulled it together. But, um, so, so for me, again, first talked about, this is the aspects of the game, first talked about Possession. The, the the second thing was just the runs right that i see are very st- too st- i mean simplistic i don't know what the right word is but and now three here are some additional stats that should have any person who loves soccer and loves the us be like what the what the heck is going on right so um here's a nice little chart i put together based on numbers um um, the the easiest one i thought this is probably the easiest one right and it's so obvious these are shots these are shots against vietnam we took 28 shots we had possession for seven, 65% of the game took 28 shots the netherlands we had less than half we took 18 shots uh, against portugal we had less than half and we took eight shots and we're going in the wrong direction right like that should be cause for concern. I can see against port I can see against Vietnam going down to okay, what's the baseline? What should the baseline be? Okay, let's make it the Netherlands. Netherlands, let's say 15 to 18 shots should be normal. I don't know what the stats are. But now you go down to 8, half of that? Like I mean, really, that says something about about the offense, right? And there's more, like again the um you know, the fourth fourth one is going to be it's shocking, I think. To me, it shocked me when I saw it. But anyhow, let's let's focus in this one on number three. So these are shots. That's one stat, okay? And that's a bad trend line. That dotted line is a trend line. This one, um, probably equally shocking, if not worse, but sort of goes to part and parcel of the, what the, part of the problem with shots these are corners we had for all the attack we had against Vietnam we only had we had 10 quarters Netherlands 11 maybe that's the baseline but then against Portugal we dropped down to six corners again I'd I'd be wondering maybe we should be thinking oh we, we play like we we play like the way we do and with the stats we get are like we play against Portugal. So against the Netherlands and Vietnam, we were really good, but against Portugal, I, I, but again, my eyes don't tell me that story. And then the last thing, because I heard a bunch of the, um, you know, the bubblegum posse commentators that get mad when you sort of say, oh, the women's national team played bad. And then suddenly you, you hate the women's national team or, you know, you, whatever you, Right, they commented on guess what fouls, the number of fouls that were committed against the U.S. especially against Netherlands, and how how terrible it was for the U.S. um, to have to play under those conditions. Um, And I just said, okay, let me look at the number of fouls. Right and right, the blue represents the the fouls that they got the US got called in their favor so they were fouled and then the orange are in are, are against so we committed 13 fouls each of those three games and against Vietnam we were fouled 13 times against the Netherlands 15 times and against Portugal 12 times so you would have thought right like just initially and i think some of the especially against the Netherlands, right? Talking about the tough tackles and this and that. And you know, I don't help me ex- understand that. It doesn't look doesn't look like that. So, so between sh- everything's going in the wrong direction in 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 my estimation, right? And 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 where we think we could be, have an argument in fouls, there's no there's not an issue, right? Because we're the game is being played. Equally on both sides, right? You know, between shots and corners, those are good indicators of looks to goal, right? Like, I don't know. And I'm not even breaking down this further. It's even worse if I'd said, hey, shots versus shots on goal. I think if I go back, I'm rambling because now all this stuff is coming coming forward. But if I look back on this, I, I think, like, except for Vietnam, I think, Maybe Vietnam had, we had like 11 shots on frame. Against the Netherlands, I think we had four. And I think against Portugal, we had one. So, you know, it would be one thing if we were arguing, oh, we're doing, we're doing, we're going from quantity like we did against Vietnam, and now we're going with quality. But we're not even doing that, right? Because our shots are going down and our, looks to you know between the pipes is gone down like between this and the possession i'd be freaked out if i'm if i'm on the coaching staff i'm wondering like we have a we have a real problem because against sweden and that's i think that's who we're facing right we we're gonna have to score goals we, we have to score two goals against a very very good swedish team Because we're not, I don't think we win with one. I mean, maybe we win, it goes 1-1 one, one, tie. It goes the PKs and we muster that through. But I would be sh- surprised if it's a 1-0 win on our side. Although I do think there's a psychological element about Sweden that, that I don't think they like playing us. But that's, I'm not even going to go there. All right. So, possession, runs, and then number three was shots, corners, and then the fouls, right? All right, so here we are with number four of the four problems. I don't know if they're individual problems. Maybe they should be like six problems. But, or Anyhow, basically things of the game that are game is screaming the game of the women's national team is screaming out to me and i will just say give me facts evidence as to why i think this is this the national team i'll just say is playing very poorly and I am seeing it, but I am also finding proof in that game, right? So, again, I keep going back. The first one was just possession stats and how we've lost our possession edge over the last three games, right? Um, the the second was the runs... Um, uh you know runs on attack so you know running into space and that sort of thing and instead what we see is players all running into the middle right and the the third were the shots shots corners and fouls right another aspect of the game right and and i'll just say to counteract that like if they were playing brilliantly things would look a lot different i think the numbers would look a lot different right and and i think i think it would cause again like if if they were playing like japan did against spain i would look at possession numbers and be like Huh, oh, that's interesting they possess, they didn't have as you know spain had 70% possession japan had 20 um but they scored four goals. How is that? Then you become, okay, then it becomes a tactical master class, right? That is not happening with the women's national team. So this one, uh, number four, again, this comes from, th- this thing is awesome because it says so much to me. Again, f- f- falls part and parcel into what I love about the game, right? My first video was on passing, and the importance of passing and I did counting passes right like who who you know what teams could could connect the most times before they lost the ball before it became a challenged ball or what have you or it ended up in a you know went out of bounds or something right and I I just sort of correlated that with performance right like how good are these teams and it's, there's a correlation, right? So, again, anti-social media thief that I am. This gentleman, Paul Carr, and this other person, Yash, post their handles there, you know, do these game reviews. And this is what came out. That I was like, I totally have to thieve this. And they call it the past networks. They basically looked at 60 minutes of the Portuguese side and then the first 60 minutes of the U S and what's the idea is you, you know, you count passes that players make and to whom and it gets weighted. And so you have these, okay, who has the ball most? Well, if they get the ball the most, well, you know, their, 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 their little bubble becomes bigger and it's a, you know, it's pretty telling. And then it just sort of shows you, hey, how connected is the team or how disjointed is the team or, you know, where are they attacking? Where is their possession? This is, again, the third game where, right, the, U, the U.S. against Portugal had um, 44% possession where they only had eight shots and six corners, Right. And now, this is the passing heat map. And so if you look at Portugal, right, everyone's getting touches. There is a purpose and an interconnectedness to players. Everyone is participating. The 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 player with the least participation, I don't, I'm sorry, I should know names, but I don't, is number 16. Maybe that was a sub, I don't know. But I don't know the context for that. But you could see, right, they're coming down. They're working the ball from the right, you know, to the left to shift over to the right, right? That's what this tells me in a nutshell. The keeper gets the ball, plays it out wide left, goes out further out wide left, and then it starts to get played into the middle or vice versa, right? right. Now look at the U.S. on the right. I mean— they don't first of all my first observation is oh my gosh they don't pass the ball. Right? There's no passing going on. Right. The other one I'm like our conceivably our best player, our best attacking player, Alex Morgan number 13 barely gets the ball. If at all, right, or it's just it doesn't register, right. And if you look at that, you know, was it Lindsay Horan and um, uh, Ertz, and I forget who's nineteen is, but that triangle. I mean, that, that's the that's the most. Looks like the most deliberate setup that we have from a from a possession perspective. South of midfield and then no one is connecting up top. Again, I'm on the coaching staff and if I saw that I I think I think I I, I yeah. I mean, again, did I are, are my eyes being betrayed by the data that is coming up on this screen? So that was number four. Again, um, uh, Paul Carr and Yash, I think. I don't know what the handles, but I'll, they're, they're up here. Check them out because the data that comes from those two is fantastic. And Yash, again, handle. Whoever that person is, does game summaries, day summaries of what's going on. And not only of the U.S., I mean, some great past networks, what, they, what they're what they calling, um, is just, I mean, outstanding, outstanding, outstanding. Okay. Not to beat a dead horse, but this was even scarier, more bothersome than the, the past networks that we saw, right? Which just gives you a pictograph. That's a good word of the, the passing pattern of a particular team, in this case the U.S. and then Portugal, and how troubling just from a visual standpoint what the U.S. was doing with the ball or not doing with the ball in that time. And there, again, right? This one, to me, is even more troubling. And... Hopefully, it'll be kind of obvious. Let's see. Okay, so trend line is in the orange-red. The data points are all in the blue. Okay, so remember I mentioned earlier about my first video on this channel where I took a look at Division three teams, their passing... Did sort of a passing analysis and I came up with numbers where I said, okay, the, the um, a team makes X number of passes before a ball gets, you know, you know, it becomes a 50-50 ball or goes out of bounds or something happens, you know, it becomes contested when it's not clear possession. Right, and looked at that correlation. Hey, the more you own the ball, the much better your team was at, at, at controlling games, and then ultimately winning. I I didn't think it was rocket scientists, but uh, rocket science. But so this just so happens to be that same thing, but for the women's national team, going back eleven games. Which, again, I just sort of look at trajectories, right? It would be one thing if, you know, coming up to the World Cup, the U.S. had this tremendous these tremendous games, dominating performances, and then they start the World Cup and it sputters. We see that all the, all the time. Uh, not all the time, but quite a lot, where it's just not going as well. For whatever reason, they need to work through it. Maybe they just need to get through the group group stage so in a game and i don't know which what these games are except for the last three right the 2.5 the two on the bottom right so game number nine number 10 number 11 correspond to um vietnam the netherlands and portugal and those are the number of passes that happen um before, again, the, it goes out of bounds or something It becomes contested or it's a bad pass or something for the team, for the women's national team. And so whatever is going on, whatever the, whatever the problem seems to be, whatever the poor performance goes back 11 games. And that's a that actually leads me to wonder. I should have done this earlier. Now the twenty two eighty three statistics, I'm just looking at this, right? Their their record, this is as of July twenty seventh, so that includes the Portugal game, I believe, are nine oh and one. No, it does not include the Portugal game because they were to be nine oh and two. Right. So these all of these games here, so games one through eight are victories. I look at that, and that to me is as prop as problematic as everything else. Where the direction is, it's like terrible. Right? You're telling me you made, you know, eleven games ago you made twice as many passes in a in a period of time as you did against Portugal at the World Cup. And again, I've been saying all these teams have gotten so much better, but shouldn't the US? But instead, here's a trajectory that just tells a pretty awful awful paints an awful picture for me knowing everything else okay and now for the plus plus one all right so those were the four problems that I'm seeing that just can't I can't get out of my head right like um, the first being the possession which is going in the wrong direction the second is just runs uh, and how they're how they're actually tactically setting up uh, to score goals which they're not Right. They're they're not. I mean, they've had four goals, but three of those were against Vietnam where they've had a moderately successful um, possession and shots and those things, those metrics to me that I look at and I think, okay, that's good. Right. And even against Vietnam, they had two and a half passes um, uh, more than um, than against the Netherlands and, and, and Portugal. Right. So all those things are showing well. The third are the obviously the shots, corners, and then the fouls, right? They're just in game. This the the passing, the the passing network, and um, the passing numbers um, uh, before it goes sour. So those are the four real soccer tactical areas. And now this is the now the plus one because this is what started it all. All right, so I'm going to try to wrap this up in a little bit of a bow. And again, I sort of mentioned why I decided to do this video again. I'm but I couldn't help it. Um and this th- this is what drove me to that because I it dro- it I mean it really did. It really did. So this is the I'll just say the non soccer part um, it's not about passes not about it it's, it's about about whoever this person is right whoever that person is who um, who after the game against Portugal right they officially qualified by tying Portugal in a an atrocious, atro- embarrassing game for a U.S. fan or even a U.S. soccer player, if you kick the ball around. And, and, and that, 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 that would be embarrassing to me as a player. So this person, you know, some announcer on who's doing the games says the following after that game. Right, There's now celebrating after. I'm sure everyone's seen it, so I'm not going to go into detail. I've never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing and smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. You're lucky to be not going home right now. Obviously, I know who that is, who said that. That's Carly Lloyd, right? And, of course, the, the bubblegum-chewing paparazzi out there that, you know, you only cover the neat, fun storylines about the women's national team um, got all, you know, got in a gander about, about these comments, right? Because she's looking at a, at a team celebrating something that she knows herself. Um, right was based on sketchy performances and expects more and i joked about who is this person because i think if it were you know heck i like him i think he's actually a really good commentator so alexi lalas right if alexi lalas had said the same thing and gotten some blowback i think i'd be i'd understand right okay I can buy that. Whatever. I disagree, but whatever. I don't. I think people should have opinions, and that's it, and to be able to defend them. The the worst thing th- about Carly Lloyd, she says this, she gets blowback, and then she pff, depends who you talk to, walks it back, blah, 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 blah. Right? You know, but the bubblegum paparazzi out there that comes around and every you know, every major tournament that the women's national team plays in and then, you know, talks about how glorious they are and how wonderful they are and the Roma, all that stuff that is not soccer related. Um, you know, they, they, rear, they, they come out of the woodwork and then they go after Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd, who, let, let me just, again, who is this person, Right. We're not talking about you're not talking about Paul the YouTube you know YouTube influencer. that's a joke by the way. you're not talking about me making some comments about a game. you're talking about Carly Lo- Lloyd arguably arguably the third greatest player <laughs> the that is us player that has ever played the game. You could argue she's the third greatest player behind. Oh, those other other unnamed people or unknown people, Mia Hamm um, and Michelle Akers. The third best player we've ever produced makes a comment that is 100% accurate about the performance of this team. That post was the man of the match. They are lucky, not. we are lucky not to be going home. And she was making an observation as a competitor. I was, as, as a soccer player, as a, you name it. And I joke about, it, well, who is this person? Who is this person who makes these comments, right? Let me remind you, because I was surprised. Let me remind you of who Car- who Carly Lloyd is. She was a Herman, this is in college, Herman Trophy finalist, uh, Big East midfielder of the year. She was Big East rookie of the year. She was a, um, she was on the Soccer America all-freshman team. Um, She's a four-time first-team all-Big East player. That's her. That's her collegiate career, which is outstanding. You don't see many players like that. And then, wait, let's talk about professionally. Who is this player? Who is Carly Lloyd to be able to say, to 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 say, um, to say the thing she did about lucky not to be going home or post being player of the, uh, um, of the game? She's a four-time Olympian, two-time FIFA Player of the Year. She's a two-time gold medalist, and she's a two-time World Cup champ. I think what, what really got me is that the next whatever today, whatever it was, she sort of walked those comments back, and she's not wrong, right? What, whatever the reasons, I don't know, I, you know, can't coach, whatever, I've, everyone has opinions about different things, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that we have a women's national team playing in the World Cup that has gone from playing moderately mediocre to poor, right, and is now, right, and is now, this is where the rubber hits the road, right, And now we're not, now somebody with the pedigree that Carly Lloyd has can't talk about that type of performance when the numbers, again in my book, the numbers don't lie. Anyhow. Thanks for tuning in. I'm angry now. And Jackie's asleep. Peace out. Did I say that again? I gotta stop with that. That's annoying. All right, have a great evening.